Rose is your ally. You merely adopted the dark. Ruffy ball! Only one return, okay? And it ain't of the king, it's of the Jedi. Oh, you were finished! It will allow me to retort. Why, Johnny Ringo? Somebody just walked over your grave. How'd you get life insurance, Lana? Don't they know you're in the danger zone? Listen up, faces. In order to save us all some time, I will call the males Daves and all the females Debbies. Then out of fairness to all the others, you will be Slagathor. Daves, Debbies, Slagathor, I'll be in my office. If you need anything, feel free to bother Dory. Because <laughs> her name was Debbie. Fucking <laughs> Bob Kelso, dude. Kelso was awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm watching Scrubs right now as getting into like the really good Bob Kelso when he stops giving a fuck. He's about to retire, but still hang out all the time. <laughs> What's happening, man? Not much, man. What's going on with you? Nothing. Just trying to keep my sanity with this insane spring we're having. Yeah, dude, it was sunny when I started driving here, and then it rained halfway through, and then when I got here, it snowed, and now it's just kind of dreary outside. Uh-huh. This must be what they go through in Seattle every year. <laughs> no wonder they all kill themselves. <laughs> Bunch of suicidal potheads. <laughs> Welcome to the Battle Draft Podcast. I, I'm even gonna. I, I stopped uh, giving them uh, numerical uh, things on the website because you can't keep track of them. Something got fucked up. I think I called like three episodes in a row, like 34. And, <laughs> uh, we lost audio on the one, and they kind of fucked up everything. So I'm just which one? The like three ago. Oh, the one you lost. Yeah, lost, yeah. yeah, where it didn't save. So. I'm just, this is just where the Battle Draft Podcast. Man, that was a good episode. That too. was a great episode. And you'll never fucking know. Kevin will never know the joys we had in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> so what the, what entertained you this week, Adam? Well, I got into a little bit, little bit, little bit. First off, I uh, started the Halo series on Paramount. Ooh, how was that? I'm digging it. Nice. First episode came in strong. Um, my first res- reply was that the elites look like they're uh, on some protein or something. Oh, they jacked they're, them up a little, little bit? a little thick. Huh. But I'm okay with it. They're, shredded cool. like a Julian salad? Not shredded. They're a little puffy like Rambo 2. Oh, okay. <laughs> Rambo 1. <laughs> um, but it's cool. They look Everything looks legit. The Spartans are dope. Nice. Pablo Schreiber, he plays Master Chief. Okay. So far, so good. Oh, my I've God. i no major complaints. Master Chief is Mexican. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you know who Pablo Schreiber is? I don't know who that is. He's Canadian. Oh, is he's, he? He's a white man. Is he? Yeah. Pablo? Yeah. He's got two. His mom named him after artist Pablo Neruda. What has he been in? He was in Orange is the New Black, Den of Thieves. He played the main dude in Den of Thieves. I'm going to look him up. Orange is the New Black. He played uh, Porn... Was it? No. Was it Porn Stash? Yeah. He's the one that was banging inmates, the female inmates. He was in The Wire. He's brother to Lee Schreiber, who played Wolverine in the Wolverine movie. Wow, he's su- he's super white. Yeah, he's Canadian. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, his mom named him after the artist, though, Pablo Neruda. Okay. I thought he was Mexican with yeah. that name. So, yeah, it's a good show. Um, it's weird that they changed a few things up. So, they've got... Captain Jacob Keys, okay. who in the first Halo was the captain of the Pillar of Autumn. Okay. 
And then in like the subsequent ones, because he died in the first one game. And then he had his daughter, Miranda, who took over and became like your main point, you know, person. And then there's Dr. Catherine um, Halsey, who basically made the Spartan program. Okay. So in the movie, or the TV show, apparently Keys and Halsey, you know, bumped uglies and made a daughter, made Miranda Keys. Hmm. So that was never part of the game. Sure. So it was interesting. Um, I mean, it doesn't mess up the show at no. all. But it's you know, just little creative liberties they took, which yeah. is fine. But yeah, the Spartans are dope, man. And everyone, they've got the, like the lore about them. The show kind of picks up where like not all the human colonies know about the Covenant yet. Oh, okay. So according to the games, it's like they first attacked Planet Reach, which was a human colony, like a major human colony. That was like when they made first contact with the Covenant. But in this one, like Reach is like their main base operations. So I don't know how that works off as far as like the game canon. Yeah, they're still working on colonies and they're, you know, they got their war agenda. Cause um, I think that, what game was it? The fourth game that came out, fourth or fifth game that came out where it was, it was, you weren't a Spartan, you were part of that uh, Alpha Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that goes to Planet Reach. The Fall, I think it was called Fall of Reach. But it's a game, you got a four man elite squad. Yeah. I can't remember if they were Spartans or not. No, they weren't. They were just normal fucking dudes. Yeah. So that was like first contact with the Covenant. I forgot where I was going with this. Happy 420. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it reminds me of that. Oh yeah, so they there was a resistance in progress. Like the human resistance were fighting against the UNSC. Okay. So like, you know, the military that kind of controlled everything. And then you get the colonies that kind of want their independence and freedom. And in the games, and I believe it was that Fall of Reach game where it was... They, I think they mentioned... Was it just Reach? Halo Reach? Halo Reach might have been, yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. I'll have to go check my archives. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they talk about the resistance. So that's kind of where they picked up where there's a, you know, colony resistance trying to separate from the UNSC. They don't really... The Covenant isn't like fact yet. Like some people are like, oh, it's just UNSC propaganda. Oh, okay. Because they want to control everything. So I was just thinking today. So this new episodes drop on Thursdays. Okay. How many are out? Uh, Three. Three, three, four, three, 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 four. I think episode four or five drops tomorrow. I can't remember, bro. Um, I swear to God, I got fish oil, man. I'm trying to get my brain back in order. I'm gonna fucking do you like Jerry did when Rick lost his mind when they had to shoot him up for the oh, danger for, for the plane ride. Yeah, yeah. Dude, when you get old, they will punk you like that. All I want cookies. <laughs> well, you don't get cookies, dude, bitch. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do you like. Hey, man, you you deserve that. So I'll give you the Much- last couple years of my life to get your licks in and feel dominant. <laughs> Just like we said, we're going to put dad in front of the, the oh, TV gosh. when he goes in a wheelchair. He better pray that he doesn't have to be in my care as an invalid old man. Because I will make him watch horror films daily. Oh, God. He's going to be What's like... What's that? Chucky? Chucky today? Cool. He's going to be like the dude from uh, the X-Men, uh, Stryker's son. Oh, yeah. Where he be... just made him sit there and watch. He yeah. couldn't move or talk. And just, <laughs> dude was just creepy. Crying and peeing and shitting himself all day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Let's say episode four drops tomorrow. Okay. Uh, I think it's it was scheduled for... Nine episodes, but they're only doing eight, something like that. Hmm. Um, but I just really hope that it doesn't seem 
So basically, they know that the Covenant are on a journey to find the rings. Um, I like that they did that the Master Chief is more... He's special. Sure. Whereas in the games, you know, he... When they found the Forerunner technology on the Halo ring, it was like... I think we were all just an impression that it was ancient human civilization, so only humans could activate it. Okay. Because when you met uh, that little probe, Guilty Spark, 343, and he talks... He was like, oh, Reclaimer. He called him the Reclaimer. Yep. Because he was human and could interact with the Forerunner technology. So, but this one, it's like, it's not just a human thing. Only Master Chief is capable of activating the artifact, the Forerunner artifact. Okay. And one thing they did in the show, which I'm kind of, you know, is whatever. I'm sure they'll make it work. I'm not upset about it, but it's just different. They have a human working with the Covenant. Oh, weird. So, I mean, that never happened in any of the... Yeah. But you see that a lot in movies, especially with, like, alien stuff. Because, you know, it's like they always have to have that... We've talked about they have to have a human component. Right, right. On all sides. Like, you know, my gripe is that they can't make a Predator movie without humans. Yeah. Like, they should have a Predator hero and just no humans involved. Yeah. Just watch a Predator do his thing across the galaxy. It would be awesome. With no humans. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It just reminded me of, like, um, like Transformers. They had, you know, they used... uh, uh, what's his name in the third one they, the Transformers were using humans to get along both sides were there was a couple other movies I had I had a list of movies I was thinking about Predator or Aliens vs. Predator he had to get the one bitch yeah, on his he team got, yeah Sanaa Lathan they teamed up well that's because she was capable and killed the aliens yeah. so he's like shit she might be useful damn there was a bunch of movies I was thinking about I should have made a list but I mean, it's, it's fine. I'm not tripping so I, I like that it's creative and they're doing something different with it and like I said so she's capable of they tracked her down and found her, and then she somehow they found that she was capable of activating Forerunner artifacts so they can find the halos and okay. activate for the great journey. And then Master Chief can do it now. So, oh. but I'm just hoping at even and I, I see it hopefully coming up like the last episode of this season, like something's gonna awaken the flood. Okay, because I remember playing the first Halo flood on Xbox, and honestly, I hated the flood. Like <laughs> it was just. It, Give you that little bit of panic mode when they'd come and you just run and especially the little tiny ones. Yeah, the popcorns. Weren't th- wasn't that two? Was that number two? What that uh the flood showed up? No, they're in the first one. Were they? Yeah, I didn't play the first one in a long time. Yeah, it was like the fourth or fifth mission mm. when you go underground and yeah, um, some scary shit. Yeah, so like hopefully they do the flood because I mean that's basically the whole thing. The creation of the rings was the prevent the flood right from spreading and eliminating life in the galaxy the gun's good like the, yeah they, they look like the game guns. oh yeah yeah it's, it looks oh my god they got so in the first battle master chief gets shot up and his shield goes down so he takes cover and he waits for his shield to regenerate and they show like a little heads up display oh, life bar fantastic. it's got the exact same sound of the shield regenerating um the elites come through they got their uh, plasma rifles and energy swords needlers they showed a needler, but not an action. Ah. One of the, I'm sure they'll get into it though. Um, they were in like a research lab on Planet Reach, and one of the other Spartans picked up. She's like, "Ooh, needlers! That's my favorite gun." And she like goes into details talking about how they work. It's kind of cool. Used to fuck people up with needlers. Yeah, needlers. Uh, Halo Two, when you grab double needlers, yeah. that was deadly. Like, there's nothing could withstand it except for like hunters. Yeah. They showed up. They showed uh, the hunter worms in action, but not a full hunter yet. Um, no grunts. There were no grunts. It's just oh, been elite. Hmm. Uh, the prophets are in there. Okay. The three. Uh, it was a truth. 
uh, mercy and regret. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's ah man, so much potential. Which makes so me much think stuff. that like they could easily do a Gears of War show. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's gonna happen because I know. Remember we were talking about uh, Dave Batista's passionate about yep. getting that movie yep. made. So, so hopefully they do a TV series because I like. Feels like everything's going towards TV series. Yeah, movies are kind of not so much dying, but it's nah, just not like dying. But it's like I don't they, know. Yeah, yeah. People, and I was, like, people like TV series. I, I was just uh, talking to somebody about how they should do uh, Avatar, fucking Last Airbender. That'd be a great TV show, like a live action. one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got a great fan base. I think maybe in a few more years, when the generation that grew up, I mean, they kind of are grown now. Yeah. That grew up with Avatar. Like, I was old when I started watching Avatar. Sure. Like, in my 20s, late 20s, when I started watching Avatar. But I like, you know, I like that stuff. It's dope. Give it a few more years. And I think once that generation that was raised on Avatar yeah. or like in the industry, they're like, man, we will make this Avatar show. So, <laughs> live action Digimon. I bet, I, I bet it'll come through. Digimon. Yeah, that was the shit too. Like I said last week, uh, Army of Two, they could do. Yeah. Do a movie or a show. That could be a movie. Make. If they if it did good, you could yeah. do three, one for each one. Yep. Um well they're doing the Borderlands. Yeah, yeah, Borderlands. Back yeah. Is it movie or series? So I think it's a movie. Okay. Yeah, that could be I mean some I mean you can put anything in a series. Right, right. I remember talking about um I don't know if we talked about it on here, but the movie Aragon. Yeah. And how bad that where they was. Made, the books were awesome, got so much, you know, respect and props did well. But they did just a terrible movie. Yeah. I think it was bad timing because it came right on the heels of the original Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yep, yep. And there were so many similarities. You got like orcs and dwarves and all types of elves and stuff. But they got dragons. That would have been, I think, so good for a TV series. Right. And also, um, I don't know if you ever... Do you remember that movie, uh, I Am Number Four? Yes. Uh, with Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. That is another one. The movie was fucking terrible. The books were really good. I know that movie was bad, but there was, like, a lot of stuff I liked in it. Right, right. Except his powers of his glowing hands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um... And his badass dog. Yep. He had powers, and what's her name? Uh, Teresa Williams was in there. Yep. Her cute self. And she was in there. She was badass. And then they went looking for the last few survivors. Like, there was, there was a great story behind that. Yeah, because... I know one of our cousins in Wisconsin, remember after that movie came out, he was geeked about that movie. He's like, man, I read all them books and that movie wasn't that great, but I still like it just because yeah. I like the books. I'm like, yeah. So that's another one that they, if they wanted to do a series, because all the books were really yep. good. I didn't read any of the books. I just watched the movie and I was like, I mean, this was kind of cool. But then I started hearing everyone say that the books were amazing. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it seemed like it had hella potential. Yeah. Sometimes it just, sometimes it just don't work out. Right, right. But... Um, so yeah, I also watched, uh, Jackass Forever. Nice. What'd you think? It was pretty ridiculous as per usual. So yeah, I was impressed with the one skit, uh, stunt I wanted to see was the bear. Yeah. When they had his boy locked up. It was kind of funny too, because I feel like they went the extra mile for like doing pranks within pranks yes. to like set him up. Yep. Because mis- nobody's trusting of anybody right. on those sets. And so they keep just giving them misdirection and... He set him up in that lie detector chair yep. test and like, oh, you're telling these lies. All of a sudden, he pours honey and salmon on him and lets that bear. And I was like, oh. like my man was petrified. Yeah. Like, he was frozen with fear. Like, I felt bad for him. Yeah. He just, oh. And then did you see the handler? He's in the back. He's like, oh, I got to go get him. <laughs> like, he's out of food and honey. He's going to get aggro. <laughs> that was messed up. And then the one where they were in 
the blackout room yes, with the with rattlesnake. The yes, that was fucked up. That was great. Like that was funny, but like all of a sudden you like see you see the guys trying to get out the door and lock the door and shut the lights off, and I was like, what, 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 stop! <laughs> and then Johnny's in there, and Chris, uh, Pontius, Pontius is in there doing Stancy. the Buffalo Bill. The whole time, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> like, I was dying laughing. Well, the, He's just an actor, just... <sighs> the fun part about that one is there wasn't ever a snake in there. Yeah. So that's all psychological. Well, they showed him the one. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, there was no real snake yep. in there. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um. What else was great? Johnny Knoxville getting flipped by that bullet. Oh, at the yeah. End. He would have busted rear, busted shoulder, concussion. I think broke his wrist. Broke too. his wrist. Yeah, that was... <sighs> They're already enough. coming out with uh, Jackass 4.5. Okay. So I don't know. Put the young dudes in? Yeah, it's going to be, I'm sure it's going to be more of the same. Uh, I noticed that the black guys didn't do as much of the wild, <laughs> wild shit. Yeah. Like Jasper got tossed a couple times. That other black dude, the English dude. Yep. He kept smashing into, like he drove that bike into the wall. Yep. That was messed up. Then they fist bumped him when he was riding the bike. Um. Yeah. Jasper did the, the puke with the milk. Yeah, he didn't even drink no milk, though. He no. was already puking when that thing started spinning. And then they brought out all the, the paintballs. Yeah, that was funny, though. They did it epic. Dude, that's crazy, though. Like, they got that girl on there. Like She's tough as shit. Right. But, like, it's just, what kind of females to do that? Right. Like, that's dude shit. <laughs> like, that's dumb guy shit that they Most do. Most underrated thing was they dropped that scorpion on her boob. And yeah. he's like, I need consent to touch your boob. <laughs> he's like, that's 2020, folks. Connie has cracked me up. He's, he he stole the show. Yeah. He is Ooh, funny. Teaser. Dude, when he drank that pig soup. Oh, milk, God, just out of just, nowhere. Uh, yeah, I almost I almost threw up on that. What if it tastes like bacon? It probably doesn't. <laughs> it's just salty bacon. I mean, we can go down to the crow farm and I get some want, if you want to test I this shit. I don't want to test that shit. Cousin Jeff will hook us up. Ah, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of stuff I did, my man. So you can cut me off whenever, man. No, man, go ahead. Whatever whatever you need. Uh oh, I saw that new movie, everything. Yeah, you everywhere were, all you, at once. You texted us and you said it was Um It was bananas. Just in movie. a good way or yeah, in okay. a good way. Um so basically they dealing with a multiverse theory. Okay. Where they got all these different multiverses, it's kinda like a web. I don't know if you remember playing um uh prototype sure yep. you had the web of intrigue yep where you had to like swallow people and get their memories and yep. kind of figure shit out yeah so it's basically like that and there's like a uh, they call it the alpha web so it's like i guess the original but basically it follows michelle yo and she's her and her husband have this laundromat you know they're chinese immigrants and they have a daughter and but there's just like kind of nowhere in life they got this raggedy ass laundromat and then so basically, you can jump from body to body in different universes. Okay. And you can gain their skills, skill sets. So if I were to jump into my other universe body where I'm like a prize fighter, you know, UFC fighter. Sure. So I gain his fighting skills and then come back and I could, you know, use them for a little bit. Oh, cool. Or if I was like a surfer or astronaut or sure. scientist, you can gain knowledge, all types of stuff, but jumping into different, you know, versions of yourself. And basically, what I felt like it boiled down to. Essentially was that, because I felt like she daydreamed a lot and thought about different life choices for herself. So, like, had I not done this, had I done this, had I not got injured in, you know, ninth grade, right. where I would have went, like, could I have played football and been a football star or something like that? So, it's like, basically, these different alternate paths in your life that could lead to all these 
every choice you make. So they're saying, oh, if you'd have did this, you would have been here. Right. And you'd have went on this tree branch. And then here, here, you went to all these different branches. But they figured out how to jump around to them and get that. So okay. There's this entity that basically she became all her cells at once. Oh, okay. Or she was connected to every one of her universes. And it kind of drove her mad. And she's just like the big bad. And okay. so they're trying to fight against her. Jeez. But she's got like unlimited powers because she's got every universe, you know, unlimited yeah. skills and potential. So she can do anything. It's basically like uh, Thanos just going ape shit with the reality stones. <laughs> like you can make and do anything. Yeah. And come to find out, it's actually Michelle Yeoh's daughter. Oh. So, and it's funny because Michelle Yeoh was, they deemed the one that was going to like help and fix this shit because she was the worst version of herself <laughs> which was fucked up like I died laughing at it's that really part it's up. like yeah you're the like worst possible like lowest level version of yourself like you've done nothing with your life you, you you have all this potential but you've done nothing you have no skill set there's no reason anyone would jump into your body for skills wow so but yeah she's apparently but she had that means she had unlimited potential to do anything okay so it's like she's a blank canvas yeah. but still the husband was funny as hell he kind of stole the show from me because he he has a funny ass voice but he's just oh my god he, I don't know he's crazy it was, it was funny but he's got kung fu skills and he's whooping ass and um, Jamie Lee Curtis is in there it's kind of weird um, she's like this IRS tax lady that's working with them because like they're getting audited and might have to foreclose the business but Jamie Lee Curtis ends up their alpha self because the big bad they call him was it Jobu Banaki something weird Tabaki Tabaki yeah something like that Jobu Tabaki so she she can recruit people to work for her and like make them do whatever she wants but Jamie Lee Curtis's other character jumps into the different universe to fight off the, the bottom the bottom level Michelle yo and she turns into like this demon is just like beating everybody's ass and it's so funny because she's just tearing shit up and she looks like she's a monster it's just weird as hell but they do some crazy shit in that movie and I'm not even really good I'm not gonna give it away the movie was so weird that it was about an hour and a half in one of her characters is a super famous Chinese movie star that she bounces into okay and like gets her memories and gets some skills because I think she was a kung fu kung fu master because she did it in real life and then she became a movie star kind of like Bruce Lee okay and at one point her movie star version of herself they're at the theater for a premiere of one of her movies and then in the movie that they're watching is her but it's the one Michelle Yeoh's life okay it's so metal like it's intertwined and so at one point Joe Butabaki like kills the Michelle Yeoh kills the dad everyone's wiped out and it's like it could have been the end of the movie and I was thinking, okay, they're going to save a part two for this because they had like titles like part one, part two, part three. Like credits roll. I was like, I did my shit together. Give her and go. I was like, man, that was crazy. That was bonkers. Like they ended up on this dope ass fight scene. And then you're just like, oh shit. And then I'm getting up ready to go. All of a sudden, they're back in the movie theater. I'm like, oh shit, they was watching that movie. <laughs> that movie's credit. The in the movie movie was Jesus. credits rolling. So like my mind was so, you know. Just anything's possible. I was like, yeah. oh, shit, this is okay. All of a sudden, there's another hour to the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's cool, man. And, like, my favorite things, like, I don't know where this came from, like, the original story. But, like I said, it's original. Mm-hmm. You got women in there doing their thing. They're not, you know, repeating and changing the sexes of a previous story that I know of. Sure. 
Um, you got the women in there. You got the mom daughter thing going on. So, you know, Asian people doing their thing. So it's like hitting awesome points and it's original and it's, it's good. Yeah. So it's like, that's what we need. Yeah. Type stuff. Absolutely. Not these remakes, not these, oh, we're going to make remake freaking Ocean's 8. You know what we should do? We should take a movie that was predominantly women and make it a guy movie. You get so much heat for that. <laughs> yeah. And it would be, Because hey, all, men have been doing all, it. All, it's all women's press turn. is good press. It is her turn now. Like, what could we do? Like, uh... Little women? <laughs> yeah, little men. <laughs> little men. Uh, yeah. Oh, still he got his groove back. <laughs> oh, um... What was that movie? Uh, since we're an Asian theme. I remember watching this with Mom a lot. It was a good movie, The, the Joy Luck Club. Okay. So it's basically about these four Asian women that left China in, like, bad times. And they came to America. And then they each have a daughter. Okay. And they're... They basically get together to talk about their lives and their struggles and then dealing with their daughters coming up as, you know, first generation American. So it was a good movie, man. It's really heartfelt kind of drama, but yeah, we could redo that. Yeah, there we go. But yeah, there was, there was called The Joy Luck Club was the name of their little four girl group that got together. But yeah, I just remember mom had that movie. She liked that. So I watched that a few times. It was cool. It was a good movie. I think Michelle Yeoh's actually might be in <laughs> All right, quickly, what I got into, uh, I watched both of the National Treasure movies. Nice, nice. Those I, are always good. I do really enjoy those movies. <gasps> that reminds me. Um, so I was reading up about Nick Cage because he got his new movie out. Yeah. The uh, Unbearable Weight of Talent. Where he plays Nick Cage? Yeah. Okay. I was reading about, so I never knew this, and I feel bad for not knowing it because I like Nick Cage, but apparently all those shit movies he's been making for the last 10 years, he was in massive debt. Yeah, I tried to tell you that. I don't remember that. I I have the audio. It's okay, on here. Cool. I'm pretty sure it said that. I'm sure you did. I'm not di- denying it. Yeah, I, he- I always heard that he was just like in. And apparently he was taking care of his sick mom. Oh, that's nice. So he was just doing anything. Um, but he was basically out there defending, saying that you know he put everything in every movie he did, even if it wasn't great quality. Right. Um, because people a- accused him of phoning it in. Oh. And there's been so many jokes about him just taking whatever movie role. Um, I think College Humor did one where it's uh, yeah, being Nick Cage's agent. Yep. Yeah, we've talked <laughs> They're like, about no, Nick, do not take this role. He's like, no, let's do it. Yeah. So I'm actually looking forward to seeing this unbearable weight. But no, both National Treasures are fantastic. I do really enjoy both of those. Do you prefer one to the other? I like, for some reason, I really like the puzzle box desks in Buckingham Palace and in the... Uh, so the second one? Yeah, you know, the second one. Yeah, where the, they, the Resolute Desk? Yes. I really like that. I like the treasure that they go after in the first one more. Cibola? Yeah. Oh, the first one in was... In the first uh, one, the... The Independence. Oh, the Knights Templar's treasure. Yes, yeah. yeah. And I felt like they had to do more to get to that treasure than in the second one. They were just <laughs> kind of like... They, got, they had to solve a couple of things. Yeah, the first one definitely... I mean, same thing. He's got bad guys chasing him after the same treasure. Yeah. Took the cigarette. Got out. I think I like the first one better because they got the treasure and got to keep some. Yeah. What do you got? Like 10%? It was 1%. Or 1%, yeah. Yeah, like... A, and they offered was, him 10%. That's yeah, what it was. Yeah, it was like a trillion dollars, though. Could you imagine all that wealth? Gold and jewels and sacred everything. And then I watched uh, Death on Nile. And that's oh, on that's on HBO. That's on... It's on... Uh, I thought it's on... Yeah, it's on HBO. Yeah. Yeah. Have you watched the first one? You watched the first one. Yeah, right? Death... Murder on the Orient? Yep. Yes. Yeah. It was so good. It, and this one is just as good. Just Except I called it right away. I figured okay, it out. I figured it out. Okay. I, fi- I figured it out. Don't right say away. nothing. I won't say nothing. Don't 
Ruin that shit. But fantastic all the same. Um, the guy that plays the Her- Hercules. Uh, Her- Hercule Poirot. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know who that is, right? Yeah, Gilroy Lockhart. Yeah, Gilroy Lockhart, <laughs> boy. <laughs> Magical me. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he will always be that for me, even though he's got so many different movie roles. I enjoy his double uh, mustache. Yeah, the mustache is epic. <laughs> you actually get to see why he has that mustache. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's it was all around a good movie, and I hope I would watch another one if they did. If they I, uh, another one. I laughed in the first one in the beginning when they're introducing him, and he's got that little boy bringing him eggs. Yeah. And he kind of like schools him for not having two equal eggs. Yeah. I'm like, bro, the kid's like seven years old, man. Like he doesn't care. <laughs> like leave that little boy alone. Yeah, he's definitely got some kind of uh, OCD. OCD. Or, yeah. yeah. And who was it? Uh, Gal Gadot in there. Yeah, Army Hammer, Gal Gadot. Toby uh, Kebbell's in there, right? Yeah, Russell Brand. Russell Brand's in there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was got a good cast. Yeah, and then also uh, just before we get into our battle draft reviews, I saw a trailer for Stephen King's Firestarter starting really? Zach Efron. Really? Yeah. He's not playing. Not the little girl, no. Okay. Maybe <laughs> he's Jay playing the dad. That? Okay. No, it's a, it's a little girl, and I think he's the dad. And Okay. I wonder who they're going to get for the girl. I forget. Uh, that was my jam, too, back in the day. I used to love that movie. Uh, Drew Barrymore? Yeah. Damn, I might have to watch that. He likes fire, doesn't he? Because it wasn't uh, uh, Carrie, wasn't she? Uh, she was pirate. Um, she was fire? Telekinetic. Oh, telekinetic. She said telekinetic. You know what's funny? I was thinking the other day, if I had telekinesis powers, I'd still just like go to work but use my abilities to do work better. He used to be a really good worker. It's like that stupid ass scene in Harry Potter when Dobby dies. And he's like, we're going to dig him a grave with no magic. And I was like, but why? Why, bro? Even Grip Hook was like, what? What's wrong with you, man? Yeah, it's this uh, Ryan Kira Armstrong. She's just. That's a girl? Yeah, that's she's just a little oh, girl that okay. probably just getting. She's got some big shoes to fill. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely go see that. I'll, I'll show you the pre- the preview after we're done. Sweet. Um, also, Ronnie Chang had a new special drop on okay. Netflix. Okay. I don't know if you saw his first one. Um, my boy jo- Joaquin put me on the first one. Yeah, I think he was. Joaquin was like hyping him up, and I was like, it was good stuff. But I wasn't like, oh my God, this is the best stand up. And I don't know what it is. And I watched the second one, like, he's got awesome material. It's funny. Um, I don't know what it is, but I just, he doesn't have me like. Rolling Dying laughing. laughing. Okay. Yeah, I don't like LOL. Sure. But it's funny stuff. I like it. I'll be like, <laughs> but I'm like, <laughs> sure. Um, he, he, he went in hard like his first five minutes. You watched the first five minutes talking about all the people that were like D average students or high school dropouts. And they're out here screaming that when they came out with the uh, vaccine. Yeah air quotes, vaccine for COVID, that they're like, show us evidence, show us the proof, show us evidence. He's like, you motherfuckers wouldn't even know what to do with the evidence. (laughs) He's like, here's the amino acids and the protein strands of the virus. And they'd be like, huh, okay. Uh, I don't know what the fuck this means. (laughs) It's like, you got all these dumbass people screaming, show us evidence. Right. And like, they're going to read medical journals and go through all this. Like, it's it's funny as shit. That's Um, true. Like I said, just his something about his delivery just doesn't hit me the same sure. way. Sure, it's so, all about that delivery, man. But he's smart, man. Like he said, he's intelligent. Like I can tell that he's intelligent the way he delivers. So sure. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I'll show you that like opening five minutes of that. Is yeah, good for stuff. sure. Well, let's see. We uh, we we're gonna review uh, Attack the Block this week, I believe. 
Yes. That was my pick, right? That was your pick. Yeah, because you brought it up and I wanted to watch it. So. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, and I was cool with that because I haven't watched it in quite a, quite a long time. So yeah, I think we mentioned in the last episode about how this was one of those movies that I think maybe some straight to DVD joint. It's a cult classic. It's, yeah. it's, it's got a cult following. Um, it's low key a good movie, but it, right. you know, it wasn't in the theaters. People didn't really talk about it, but unfortunately, it uh, it had a thirteen million dollar budget and it only made back like six point five. Okay, so it actually lost money when in, in theaters, uh-huh. and then uh, kickstarted John Boyega's career. I think right, yeah. And I have more facts about that as we go along. But sweet, sweet, sweet. It's a London, London-based, yeah, British Times. <laughs> Back in the British Times. Oh, uh, a little hoodlums. Little hoodlums. <laughs> the uh, director and writer basically said that he uh, they found all like the actors are no name actors. Yep. They found them in acting schools and. They had like a thousand five hundred kids try out. I think it was okay, and so that was pretty cool. Um, like you said, kickstart John Boyega's career. No, Nick Frost was in the movie. Yeah, the weed dealer. Yeah, he was probably he was like the star. only known player. I feel like I seen the the chick Sam, the nurse. She is in uh, Doctor I, Who, actually. Okay, I know I've seen her somewhere before. Yeah, but no, I what I really like about the movie is it's got like a. a gritty like realness almost like the camera's just following around these kids yeah, yeah. um but it's not a shaky camera but it's not yeah. a shaky camera <laughs> but it yeah it's like it's almost just capturing what's going on mm-hmm. while this is while the whole thing i don't know and I, I i like that it gives it a little bit more realness and i know we've talked about every time we've talked about this movie but the creatures actually being there and being yeah, real not cgi not cgi actual puppets and people mechanical and, whatever is in there yep. yeah i think yeah there's their costumes because yep. i know the one scene they show the one chasing i think was in the garage yeah and you show it and you could tell that you know there's something in there yeah a human is just gorilla dogs yeah. <laughs> and the teeth are creepy as shit and yeah yeah i don't think those are eyes bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a great movie it is first off my first comment is that uh, those kids were brave as hell. Right. That asteroid came, or the little comet came down with the female. It hit that car. Yeah, the small female. She was like kind of a grayish, ugly. Obviously, spoiler alerts. If you haven't seen oh, it. Oh, yeah. We got spoilers. We're going to talk in depth. Talk, in depth. So. The female crashes into the car. They go in there to try and burgle the car, see what they can find. It comes out and scratches John Boyega's character, Moses, in the face. Moses, bro. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to kill that thing. <laughs> so, they're all like, yeah, let's go get it. And, like, they chased this weird creature to the playground. You know what it actually kind of reminded me of? Hmm. In the movie Evolution, when they turned into the monkeys. Yes. It had that same kind of color, yeah, skin tone. and just like kind of gross. Sparse hair on yeah. it. Yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> yeah. That fuzzy no-nose chimp. <laughs> <laughs> Damn accurate. Yeah. So they beat and kill this thing. And then they capture and just carry it around with them. On their back, it's clearly an alien. They're like, "What the heck is this, bro?" But then, yeah, they see the more the males come, they see them drop down, and they're like, "Oh shit, let's go get them!" And then so they all go back to their place and get tooled up, get geared up, and they go out to go look for these things. Then they see the big meteor crash. Like, yo, that's not the same thing. They're like, "Uh, "I don't think we should do this." You know, old boy got his dog eaten at the playground. They see the thing come at them. They're like, "Ah, no." But still, like, I'm impressed with them because. I don't know, man. I f- 
maybe. Depends on where it landed in America. Like, if it was down south, they'd get fucked with. Yeah. No matter where it landed. Like, you go, like, east coast, west coast, up north, midwest. I don't know. Midwest, they'd be like, oh, I don't know. I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to call somebody. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There's too many hunters. There's too many hunters out here. Goddamn thing landed in the fuck. Chip I'm saying, code. like, 15-year-old kids, though. Oh, yeah. Because they were 15 in the movie. So, yeah. think what 15-year-old kids, like, could you see Stilly want to go mess with that? No, he would just outrun it. Yeah, try to. And I feel like he never would have messed with it. Yeah. And all these kids like, oh, no, that's a meteor. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe their interests get the best of them. After watching that movie, I wouldn't mess with it. I'd have put on my <laughs> football pads. Say, movies dictate my life, man. If I see something that happens to me that even remotely resembles a movie, I'm going to play it off the movie. I once asked you if you'd go to Jurassic Park and you said yes. Yeah, I wouldn't mind dying from a dinosaur. <laughs> okay. If that's how I went out, that's God's will, man. <laughs> science is I told you I kind of want to get in my life in the mouth of a great white shark. Ugh, fuck that. <laughs> I, always, I always hated from the first time we watched it when dude teased that he wanted to do that jump. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that shit, he's going to have to fucking do that. Yeah, later. you saw like, that coming. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Freddy Foreshadow. Freddy Foreshadow. <laughs> um, so what else happened where else we at um, they carry the female all the way back to the block to They're, the weed room yeah to the weed room all the way on the top of the yeah kept it in there for safekeeping and that's when the males came it's probably I don't know maybe 20 30 at, of them at first there was only a couple right well they all came down together so I think there's maybe 20 30 of them okay. total because at the end he killed probably was probably about a dozen in an apartment yep. and then overall throughout the movie I think they killed about Six, seven of them? Yeah, that's true. So, maybe 20? And they lit that one on fire. Yeah, props and mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> I like them two little boys. They reminded me of, um, or I should say vice versa, but remember Project X? Yes. The two young kids that were trying to run security and yep. be cool with uh, Costa? <laughs> Those kids were ape shit, man. Out there stunning and beating people. <laughs> Got punched by that neighbor, grown man across that's the street. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so they tool up, they start... Some of the guys start to die. Yeah. I didn't like that they killed off, like, besides Moses, there's only two black kids. It was uh, Dennis and, um, I forget the other one's name. Uh, Dennis and... The big kid. Hi, don't was know. it Jamal? Hi-Hat died. Yeah, Hi-Hat got murked. Oh, yeah. yeah, he got bad killed. Yeah, he did. His boy got worse killed. He got bit in the neck. Yeah. They, like, they did the thing with, like, the zombies where they, uh, a little bit of skin stays and right. it stretches out. Hi-Hat was crazy, though. He needed to die. I was digging his song, though. Oh, yeah. The one he kept banging all over the show. <laughs> Get that set. Bop, bop, bop. Get that set. Bop, bop, bop. But you can find that on Spotify. Jerome, that was the other one. The yeah. fat kid with the glasses. Jerome, what did I tell you if you're fat and black? It's <laughs> one thing you can do. Rap or play football. Grappling and tackling, sir. <laughs> so I heard you in the shower, you fat fuck. You can't you, rap. You can't fucking rap. <laughs> Moses. Pest. That was a white dude. Yeah. He was funny. Yeah, he survived. Yeah. Got his leg bit. That shit looked like it hurt. Oh, yeah. Jerome, Dennis got killed, and Biggs was the one in the dumpster. Okay. He yeah. got saved by Probs and Mayhem. Yeah. So, yeah, they killed off They killed off only two of them. Yeah, two of the main five boys. Yeah. Both, but it was both, the two, both, both the black, black guys. Ones. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course it was. So, anyways... There's also the one skinny white dude that I like. The, yeah, the, the, the weed the weed dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> he just he got caught in the middle of that shit. <laughs> right. So bad for all him, the though. bad shit. Like his car got, his dad's car got smashed yep. in the first meteor. Yep. 
Then what else happened? He got arrested at the end. Yep. He got hit in the face by Pest. Yep. With the bat on accident. <laughs> they were treating him like shit. They scared the shit out of him on the elevator. Yep. Yeah, he was having a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> and you see that foreshadowing they did when they were up in the weed room. And he was watching that Nat Geo. Yep, and he was the, talking about the moths. Yes. How the female goes. The female moth goes to a territory and checks to make sure yep. it's inhabitable. Then the male can smell her pheromones from a mile away. Yep. And then they come to breed with her. Yeah. So they foreshadowed that too. Yeah. And that's basically what happened in the movie. Yeah. And he had that info and gave it to him. He's like, yeah. I think this is what's going on. He's like, how do they keep finding us? Yeah. And they went to the weed room and they saw all the pheromones on Yeah. Them and on shit. the black light. Yeah. So. Like, it, yeah, it was, a, it was a cool, clever movie. It was. It was, like very, it. That was very clever. I got some aliens coming out here, yeeting and skeeting trying, all over the trying, place. Trying and... to skirt. <laughs> <laughs> skirt. You know what's messed up, though, if you think about it? So, like, hi hat had the pheromones on them, right? Yep. So, these things can't see. We got to assume they're just smelling. Yes. And maybe they can hear. Yeah. So, they're assuming that the pheromones of the female, when they attack, get to the female, all they do is fucking murder it. So how they breed, man? If that was actually the female, at what point? Maybe, maybe they get close enough and they can smell like, "Hey, you ain't, you ain't the female." Okay, so he's not actually. And then he gets pissed off, emitting like, the pheromones. You lead me on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the deception! <laughs> get this chicken boy from me. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Maybe, maybe. That, yeah, this bothered me. I'm like, why do they keep murdering what they think is the female? Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of, like... Basically. It's funny, too, watching the movie, seeing everybody that touches it in the beginning before it pops off. Yeah. So, like, the five boys had it on them. They went up there, and uh, the big dude thought it was a puppet. Yeah, He's right. playing with it, touching it. Yep. Then Hi-Hat touched it when he put the glasses on, was playing with it. Yep. Nick Frost never touched it. The uh, goofy dude never touched it. Uh, the girl, uh, Sam, the nurse, never touched it. Nope. So maybe um, they just got it from hanging out if they if it rubbed off from like Moses to anybody. Sure, else. sure. Ending of the movie's fantastic. They lure them all into one room. Yeah, it was uh, Moses' apartment. Yep, and then they blow that Turns bitch the up. Gas on. <laughs> Fireworks were their major arsenal. Yeah, their main really arsenal. Was, yeah, it was kind of cool the way they used them. Oh no, they had. I like, it was I, scary I like, when they went through that fuck the corridor with the smoke. With yeah, the smoke. Did, yeah, I wouldn't have did that. No, that would, yeah, mm mm, I don't do it. Can't do it. Ain't gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, and then it ends with the cops arresting the black guy. <laughs> and Nick Frost. And uh, there really wasn't any much much evidence left either. Like, yeah, I, I mean, they blew up. I mean, there were some couple dead animals. Like in uh, the girls' apartments. Yeah, that's Tia, right. Yep. Like, there was two they killed in there. You got Dennis got his head bit off through that bo- motorcycle helmet. Yep. The female was still... No, female was still... She got blown tossed up. into yeah. the room. The meteorite were the shells that they came in. True. Most of them been found. There was evidence. Well, let's see what happens after these credits roll. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about the movie? I like I like the soundtrack. There's some good music in there. A yes, lot of sir. reggae yep. stuff. Yep. Uh, old boy was listening to... Uh, who was... Is it Dizzy Rascal? Like, yep. that's the sound of the police. Oh, no. Is that Karis One? I forget who that was. But the song at the end and the end credits was uh, Richie Spice. Yep. I'd had to download that song after I saw <laughs> that at uh, Use Them Cold. I like, I bang. It's a funny story. I was actually uh, bumping that at Target one time when I was overnight manager. Yeah. And we had this, like, they was from, I don't know if they were from Jamaica or from the Indies, somewhere down there in the Caribbean. It was his dad and his daughter that worked on overnight. They were there temporary for a couple months. And I was bumping that song, and they were like, oh, my God, 
what are you listening to? Like, are you Jamaican? I'm like, no. It's like, I just dig this song. So, oh my God. It's like, I love that song. I was like, oh yeah, we're from Jamaica. That's a Jamaican song. I'm like, it's reggae. I love reggae. So, like, we was cool. You know, I was like. <laughs> Jesus. Two more things about it. Early talks of uh, number two for Attack of Block 2 coming okay. out. Uh, John Boyega has already been confirmed and they've already, and the director and writer Moses are confirmed. Up. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll compare it to yours. And then, uh, weirdly enough, this movie takes place on Guy Fox Night of 5th of November. The second one or the first? This first one. Really? So with the last two movies we've watched. <laughs> remember, remember. Uh, yeah. What were they shooting fireworks off for? Because there was a firework. For the fucking Guy Fox Night. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's also called, called bon, gun, bon, Bonfire Night. The Gunpowder Treason and Plot? Yeah. Dude, we should go there for that. I'd, I'd be down. I'm going to go out there and be like, yo, man, I got you. <laughs> I got you. Got the tattoo and everything. And I'm going to show them my Harry Potter tattoo. Them English people love that shit. Yeah. The truth, bro. <sighs> Respect, bro. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's Attack the Block, and we still highly suggest you fucking watch it. It's a good watch, man. It it's is watch. really it's good. It's only like, what, an hour and a half, something yeah. like that? An hour and forth minute? Yeah. Love them short movies. <laughs> so, uh, after the credits roll. After the credits roll. So in a movie, everybody gets arrested. Sam, well, we didn't really talk about her much. So she basically, just, in the beginning of the movie, this white lady, Sam, gets off a buzz, walks to her apartment. She lives in the same block as the five kids who are like the hooligans. Yeah. But they mug her, take her ring, wallet, whatever, whatever. And then she goes and tells the police, please look for them. And the police are chasing after the crew. They arrest Moses. Um, but then she ends up hanging out with them because she realizes what's going on with the alien invasion. Yep. And she doesn't feel safe unless she's with them because they're pretty capable kids for 15. So at the end... They police interrogate her and they're like, oh, is that the kids that mugged you earlier? She's like, no. And she's like, no, those are my neighbors. They saved me. They saved the block. So she kind of flipped the script and like first she called the police on. Now she's like defending them. Yep. So after Moses, you know, they don't have enough evidence to lock Moses up. And obviously with her testimony, you know, they ain't gonna lock him up. Maybe some fines or some jewelry because he blew up the building, which they can... Easily lie and say there was a gas leak. Right. Um, he gets out. So Moses kind of cleans up his act. You know, that's a life traumatic experience for him. He ends up hooking up with Tia, the black girl that, you know, obviously they had a little thing because they were looking at each other and kind of having a little flirty eyes back and forth. The crews kind of hang out with the girls. They go to school, grow up. Moses decides to start really focusing on sciences and stuff because, you know, alien invasion experience. He's military. He's science. You know, that's what he's going to focus on as he's, you know, for a future career. The crew stays in touch with uh, Sam because, you know, they shared this experience together and Pest was trying to hook up with her, you know. She does her nursing thing, you know, comes a nurse, comes a doctor. She's doing good. Everybody's doing their thing. But secretly, Sam has a crush on Moses. So she's trying to get at Moses all this whole time. As he's growing up, becoming a man. And I, honestly, I think Moses is like 18 and everybody else is like 16. They said 15 in the movie. Oh, did they? Yeah. No. Oh, remember, remember when she that. went into his apartment? Yeah. And she saw his oh, bed? She's like, yeah. you got a little brother? He's like, no. She's like, that's me. I'm like, how old are you? He's like 15. Oh, I suppose. I always thought he was just kind of a little bit older, like Benny the Jet Rodriguez was, <laughs> was a little bit older than all the other kids. Nah. So Sam's got a crush on him because, you know, he was taking names, kicking ass. 
And she's like, oh, yeah, he's capable. I like that little chocolate drop. <laughs> and then uh, Moses' girl, Tia, she recognizes this. Like, obviously, females can sense competition. So them two have at it one day. You know, they're like growing up 18 now. And let's call Sam, say she's 30 now. <laughs> she's trying to get with Moses. Tia don't like that shit. They get into a fight. Fucking Sam, being a doctor, has skills. She ends up eliminating Tia. She's gone, dead gone. Moses didn't know what's going on. He doesn't know that Sam killed Tia. So and she, he, she's there to comfort him in his time of, you know, when he's vulnerable and emotional. And he ends up get hooking up with Sam. He goes in the military. He's in the sciences, doing his thing for science, all that stuff. Pest is mad at Moses because Moses, he really likes Sam. But Moses is like, yo, man, it's my girl now, man, whatever, move on. So Pest moves on, gets one of them other girls that was in there. Who else was left? Biggs. Biggs becomes uh, Nick Frost's right hand man. No, he oh. becomes um, uh, like child protective services <laughs> because he was worried about problems and mayhem because they were all messed up. Sure, he was like looking after the kids. Okay, problems and mayhem grew up to get in the game. They're out there running guns, drugs, all that type of shit, and they actually do run on the block like Nino Brown style. Like the two of them just run the block. Or, or Mama. <laughs> yeah, Mama. We're in the Mama clan. <laughs> So, in the future, there's another alien invasion. But, obviously, you know, there's some government entities kind of had this stuff, but they didn't really know what was going on. They just had the remains of the evidence. But, obviously, Moses knows, Sam knows, you know, a handful of kids know. So, once the aliens come back, they all get back together and there's a whole bunch of drama. Kind of like in um, It, when they all come back, you know. It's like, oh, shit, we got to be prepared this time, but there's a bigger invasion force and they're hitting all over the planet everywhere. But they're the ones that's got to stop this shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But John, uh, Moses, he's military, science military. He's got technology and he's got training and skills. Sam's a doctor. She's doing like genealogy on these things and studying all this shit. And then they meet up with Jake Boosie's character, Captain Keys, and they find out about predators and they use the predators <laughs> to help hunt down the motherfucking gorilla dogs. <laughs> Will you start tying in the Predators with all of these? I could. I really could. I think that should be the goal. Yeah. Is how are you going to get the Predators into every one of these sequels? I mean, the Predators kick it on Earth. It's not hard. So, yeah, the Predators had never hunted dogs before. So, they were like, okay, let's try yeah, this out. They seem formidable. God damn it. So, they ended up working with uh, Keys' group and then uh, the doctors. Who was What's her name? Um... From the new Predator movie with um, what's that? What's that? Dingbat's name. Uh, your your boy Rogers was banging her for a minute. Oh, um, Olivia Munn. Yeah, Olivia Munn. So she was real researching there. So they pulling all their resources, getting together. They're trying to use the Predators to help them fight off these things because they overwhelmed the whole planet this time. It's just too many of them. Too many. And obviously they come in different species. Like that was just like. The first species we saw. Now they got like bigger, badder ones. Some that can like build like centaurs and just all types of crazy shit. Some that can fly. Some that go in the water. That'd be scary. So it's all over the place, man. So now you got predators coming in. But then the predators take advantage of that and start hunting humans again on the side. (laughs) And then John Boy Egg is in the middle of this trying to fight off all these creatures. And he's got his chick that's kind of crazy because she thinks that he's going to find somebody else. Like, he starts hooking up with Olivia Munn's character. And then she's like, nah, I'm the one you got to be with. And she tried to kill Olivia Munn, but Olivia Munn shot her in the head. And then the Predators came. 
they started just killing everybody because that's what they do best. They're like, you can't hold me down, punk. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and then Arnold came out of retirement. <laughs> he told everybody to run and get to the chopper. <laughs> Jesus. And that's all I got for that. <laughs> My after the credits roll was a lot shorter and sweeter. <laughs> I just think they closed the door on Moses as he was, as the credits were about to roll. If you go inside of the, the paddy wagon that he was locked up in, mm-hmm. he just starts convulsing because now he has space aids from the scratch on his face <laughs> and they can't heal that. They have no idea why it's happening. He's got some foreign disease. Well, maybe he starts gaining abilities from the creature like no. can smell or hear like them. No, or he's just, he di- he's dying. Girls jet black hair like that. It's like if we were to get bit by a cobra up here, they just, they don't have the technology or the anti- after three agonizing days, the cobra finally died. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, because he got scratched in the face right it away. Did from the female. That shit, it would have been really cool if it would have just got progressively worse throughout, <laughs> throughout the, the movie. movie right? <laughs> and by the end, they're like, Moses, bro, you don't look too good. It's just like, uh, <laughs> slumped over in the corner like he's high on heroin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's super realistic. Because, like, you don't know where this thing's been. Yeah. What kind of microbes or bacteria it's carrying. <laughs> Got bit by a space snake. <laughs> Doctors looking the microscope to see them things. There's like little people and they're just flipping them off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was after the credits roll. That was attack the block. We're Go watch already, it, bro. We're already an hour in, and it's time for uh, the draft. It's time for the draft. I don't know this. This episode just uh, we're just going off on tangents. Yeah, I'm, I had a lot to talk about today. That's fine. Uh, what are we drafting today, so bro? The draft today is top five show stealers in TVs or movies. Yeah. So basically, um, any character not the main character in a movie or show who put on such a good and memorable performance or maybe highly quotable, um, just a very memorable character that kind of stole a scene, stole the show. You know, when you think of a show, you're like, oh, yeah, that had that super dope ass character in there or whatever, whatever. So. Yeah, and as long as they're not the star. Yeah, as long as they're like the main character. And even a villain, too. I had a couple right. of villains. Because like, you know how they say a movie's only as good as its villain. Exactly. So some villains are just there as like cannon fodder. But some are, you know, so intriguing and mysterious. Like they're better than yeah. the hero. So well, there's a couple of those that I liked. Yeah. All right. With uh, you get first pick because I had quote today. This watch was on your daddy's wrist when he was shot down over that. Hanoi. He was captured, put in a Vietnamese prison camp. He knew that if the gooks ever saw the watch, it'd be confiscated, taken away. The way your dad looked at it, this watch was your birthright. You'd be damned if any slope's gonna put the greasy yellow hands on his boy's birthright. So he hid it. In one place he knew he could hide something, his ass. Five long years he wore this watch up his ass. Then he died of dysentery. Give me the watch. I hid this uncomfortable hunk of metal up my ass. Two years. Then, after seven years, I was sent home to my family. And now, little man, I give the watch to you. This one, I'm going to go with my first pick. I guess I should just pick one character because it's like... Is it multiple? It's a trilogy. Okay. All right, but... No, never mind. I'll just go with one. I'll, I'll do the rest honorable mention because they all follow, follow the same. Okay. Um, Austin Powers, Dr. Evil. Okay. Sure. 
each Austin Powers progressively, the new villain they added was way more interesting. <laughs> and so basically I went down the list. So, from Dr. Evil, the gold member, to Fat Bastard. Sure. And Fat Bastard showed up in the second one. Second one, one but, yeah. So. But he was still fantastic. Yeah. I mean, and it's all Mike Myers. Yeah. But yeah. Like, the first one, Austin Powers was funny. He had his tricks, but he didn't develop anything. Right. He was the same in all three movies. Yep. But then you introduce Fat Bastard and Gold Member, and they're like awesome characters. Like, yeah. God, this is bonkers. <laughs> but yeah, I'll go with Dr. Evil, the first okay. one, since he's in the, he's even, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I I totally agree with that. So even Mini-Me was. <laughs> sure. Stole the show. So, <laughs> sorry, I kind of like just swallowed up four characters. No. If you want to use any of them, go ahead. But <laughs> And like I said, in obviously, if you think that they're more of a lead, let me know. But uh, I'm going to take with my first pick, uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. Yep. I, he's the main villain, but uh, he definitely stole the show. And I, I can't know. argue that, man. He's definitely one of the most outstanding villains. You're right. I mean, I've, been seeing, I've been seeing an uptick in villain development in movies in the last decade. Yeah. So, it's too bad he died, man. It's very unfortunate. But, but I mean, he died on a high note, got a posthumous Oscar. Yeah. Did he get Best Actor? Yeah. Okay. There was a supporting. He, he won an Oscar for yeah, it. I know he won a posthumous yeah. one, so. On uh, me? Yeah. Is there... Hmm. I was going to say, for that... Was there any, like, particular thing that you really liked about that Joker? That just, like... Just his mannerisms, his... Yeah, his... Like, the tongue-licking, the, the yeah. lip-licking thing, just the... The move, like, how he... When he get... You know, mostly he's kind of just straightforward, kind of goofy, happy, but then yeah. he gets serious. Yeah. And, Look at me! When he shows up to, um... Dent's bedside, dressed as a nurse, he's just like, <laughs> Hi... <laughs> Like, that's a great line. Yeah. The magic trick he did when he put dude's eye. It was improved when... Um, Gordon? Gordon. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he comes back and everybody's clapping for him. Yeah. And he's and then Joker's clapping. He just clapping. starts clapping too, yeah. Yeah, that was all imp- improvised right by uh, Heath Ledger. Yep. But yeah. Yeah, just, when Batman's interrogating him and he's just like, hmm, you never start with the head. Yeah. It makes the you know, fuzzy. Yeah. Yeah, just, I don't know, everything about him was... Pretty fantastic. Creepy and cool and funny all at the same time. It's just like... I this like this job. <laughs> man, this dude's deranged, but god damn it, isn't he cool? I would want to be in his gang <laughs> if I was one of those people. You'd have to kill somebody with the... At the trios. <laughs> <laughs> the trios. The pool cue? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with... Game of Thrones. Oberyn Martell. There you go. Played by Pedro Pascal. Yeah, he was awesome in there. Uh, what do you have? Three episodes, I think. Yeah, I think so. He was an epic character, <laughs> badass fighter, trisexual. <laughs> he was like, dude, seriously, he's just like, dude, I love everyone and everything. I see a beautiful man, I make love to him. I see a beautiful woman, I make love to him. I'm here with my girl, here with my daughters. We out here just living life to the fullest. Yeah. Just it pissed me off that he had the mountain down and just was out there. Showboat. He wasn't really showboat. That's the thing. He, he was loved. trying to get my man confessing and just wanted him to know that this was his end. He should have marked him, but yeah, he he was emotional. He was. He was emotional. Now, see, what I would have did was cut his hands and feet off, and then make him not a threat anymore. Yeah. And then you start interrogating him, and be like, yo, I still think the mountain could kill you with the nubs. Yeah, maybe, but he's got to stand up. That's he can't true. stand up. Maybe cut him off at the knees. <laughs> Do him like um, 
my man uh, Tony Ja did in uh, The Protector. Oh, there you go. He's slashing, uh, I think it was Nathan Jones he fought. Yep. Slashing at all his tendons and his knees and ankles and elbows and wrists and had him just limp. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. No, that's a good pick. He did, uh, he was definitely uh, rememberable. Right. With only three episodes out right. of like eight seasons. Yeah. Let's go with, with my second pick, Tom Cruise, Tropic Thunder. Oh, yes. Less gross. Less gross. Good pick, <laughs> sir. Good pick. Oh, uh, every time he is on screen, it is rememberable. It is fantastic. <laughs> Who's the key grip? Play. <laughs> Which one do you use the key grip? Punch him in the face. Really fucking hard. Oh my god! <laughs> and then the guy just punches him in the face. Man, you don't question less grossly, man. Oh. <laughs> we do not negotiate. <laughs> I was so disappointed they didn't come up with that Les Grossman movie. Yeah. Dude, it took me it took me a minute to be like, is that fucking Tom Cruise? He looked like he had fun with that role. Right. Like he just had to be like, free. Just and- unleash and just be wild and weird and dressed all weird. Like you need more of that Tom Cruise. And I'm a Tom Cruise fan, yeah. man. He makes good movies. Yeah. You do without a little less of the Scientology, but hey, yeah. what you do in your <laughs> private life is the Mission Impossibles are dope. Yeah. Legend, that's one of my favorite joints. Grew up on that. Got the Top Gun, Cocktail, Risky Business. Yeah, all that shit. Even Days of Thunders was cool, man. Yeah. Less girls, man. <laughs> you spank that ass, Less. <laughs> Send you a hobo's dick cheese. <laughs> Flaming dragon. <laughs> uh, okay. Alright, here's one of here's a personal favorite of mine. Been such a fan of for such a long time. Such a small role. But I think we talked about this recently. Constantine, Lucifer. Oh yes. Played by yep. Peter Stormare. Uh were we were they making a Constantine too? I thought we talked yeah, about that. Yeah, uh Keanu Reeves said he really wants it made. Okay, that's he, what it he's was. on board and all that stuff. I don't know if they they're gotta bring Lucifer back yes. or Peter Stormare. There's lists. I've seen a couple of lists. It was like Watch Culture or Watch Mojo, one of them. Sure. Screen Rants, where they make like compiled lists of like the best devils. Sure. And he's usually at the top three. Sure. Of like best devil interpretations. It's just him showing up in a white fucking right? suit. A clean pressed white suit. With like a little bit of like he's gunk barefoot. on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's dripping some kind of nether realm sludge, yeah. black sludge off his feet. He's barefoot. He's got, he's tatted up. He's tatted up. You see tats come out of his sleeves, which is dope to me. But you don't get to see, like, the full tat. Yeah. You just know, you just like, see the poke just, out. Yeah. And I think it was on his neck, too, yep, wasn't yep. it? Yeah. And just, he was, it was one of the most original, freshest interpretations of the devil, Lucifer, just, that I've ever seen. And he's just so cool. Yeah. He's just, like. You're just talking shit to John yeah. Constantine, like, <laughs> I knew you wouldn't make the same mistake twice. <laughs> like, what do you want, an extension? <laughs> just go check out yourself. There is in the other room. <laughs> yeah, it was just, yeah, that interaction was cool. Well, then he, what he did with the with the uh, cigarette, he, he lit his thing because he cut his arm. Yeah, he cut the attendance. <laughs> and then he was moving it. Yeah, so just messing with just him. Just fucking with him. Yeah, that is a good pick. See with my third pick, and you can veto this one. I don't. He says so the thing is he is one of the main characters, but I wouldn't say he's the lead. But Cliff from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that'd be Brad Pitt's character. Because wouldn't technically Leo be like the? Yeah, Leo's the main character, but he he's a co-star. 
So I mean, because he kind of... That's that's a, one of those weird gray areas. That's so, yeah, that one's real close. If you don't, if if I don't, if you don't want, I mean, I'll allow it. I don't care. I mean, because I can. We'll go let with the fans else. decide. Yeah, I can go with something else. I'll let the fans decide. I mean, I'll allow it. Should have should have gave the show stealing to his dog. <laughs> yeah, right. At the end, <laughs> the, the very last scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, like I said, I think Leonardo DiCaprio was technically the star. But, I mean, could they be co-stars? Motherfucker. Good God almighty. Mandalorian. Grogu. Really? Dude. I guess. You know, I he guess. didn't do anything, but he's... Everyone talked about... It. You even said it yourself. Well. People only watch the show to see Grogu, and everybody's girlfriend wanted to watch it because Grogu. He didn't yeah, do anything. That's true. Except wave his hand. when he stole the show from the Mando. Had the big-ass eyes. Yeah. Oh. Hey, it's a good pick. He and really, he, I guess he didn't really steal and, the show. And he cleaned out in the marketing. <laughs> yeah. All the merchandise is Baby Yoda. Yeah, that's that's true. It's my pick and I'm sticking with it. Hey, that's fine. Uh, let's see, let's see. McLovin. <laughs> what? McLovin stole the show, no, man. No, he did Yes, not. he did. If anybody is Bill Hader and Seth Rogen. Slater and... Uh, I was thinking about them, but I was like, you can still find like shirts with McLovin's license or a driver's <laughs> license on it. And yeah, I mean, he was definitely. You just, I, I do think he stole the, stole that movie a little bit. Mm, not the movie. I think he did. He had a very, he had that part being McLovin. That yeah. whole thing was pretty memorable. Uh, you don't think he stole the show though? No. I think he did. I don't. That's your pick? Whatever, bro. I think he did. Kevin, tell us what you think. <laughs> <laughs> Can we add Desmond? Desmond, tell us what you think. You, you've been listening to it, too. <laughs> Shit. So, I mean, last yes. pick? It's number five for me. This is number five. Michael Sarah, this is the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad pick. Just... Every, I think I have all his lines memorized yeah, from that movie. For sure. Well, <laughs> Say cheese, baby. <laughs> a sip of juice box. <laughs> hey, baby. What's up? It's the best shit you ever did. <laughs> done, I've never done this drug before. You just did the, did the best shit, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, guys, who's got my phone? <laughs> I I prefer the uh, trailer version yeah. when you get stabbed. Of course. I think we've mentioned that a couple times. It's like... Is it bad? <laughs> Got a light pull through his stomach. <laughs> uh, Let's see. I got one more pick. I think this is the right one. Zach Galifianakis in The Hangover. Ken Jong is a better pick for that. You think so? I don't Are you serious? I don't know. I think Zach Galifianakis kind of... But he's one of the primaries. So... Ken Jong is a secondary character, and he fucking stole the show. Fine, I'll have to pick something else. Take Ken Jong. Um, you get more credit for that. Michael Pena, Ant Man. That's a good pick. <laughs> I actually was thinking about that one because he had like some of the funny quotes, and then yeah. like, I think you brought it up last time about his. He became a meme. That good, a good meme. Yeah. And yeah. When he does the voiceovers. Yep. Yo, smell you later, Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that I'll go with that pick. All right. That's a much better pick, sir. Let's see. My list, I got McLovin, Heath Ledger's Joker, Michael Pena, 
in Ant-Man, Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder, and Cliff in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> we got Dr. Evil, Austin Powers, Oberyn Martell, Game of Thrones, Lucifer from Constantine, uh, Grogu from The Mandalorian, Michael Sarah. This is the end. Nice. Um, honorable mentions, uh, Christoph Waltz in Django. Yes. Um, I love Dr. King Schultz. Yes. And his horse fits. And Christoph Waltz in Glorious Bastards. Yeah, that's... Incredible character. That's uh, one of the great villains made that movie that much better. Yeah, absolutely. Robin Williams in Good Will Hunting. Mm-hmm. Hamish in Hunger Games. Stall Show? I don't know. I, I just liked his character in there. And I feel like you just... Picking out side characters that you like. Whatever. I don't know if show stealers. Brian and Half Baked. Crazy Eyes and Mr. Deeds. I think Nasty Nate's a better pick for no. Half Baked. Uh, Snape and Harry Potter. And Dr. Cox. Okay. That's that's my honorable mention list. Interesting. What you got? I had uh, Jackson from Bloodsport. Okay. That's a good pick. That would um, be a good that would Good honorable mention, I should say. The Bear from Revenant. Jesus Christ. The Bear got more props after that movie. Jesus. Uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I should have picked Eagly. There you go. <laughs> um, Killmonger from Black Panther. Okoye from Black Panther. Um, Anton Chigurh from No Country from Old Men. Um, and this is a bad one, but he kind of stole a show. So like people talk about him, and kind of it was a bad steal of the show, but he did it. Jar Jar Binks, Jesus. <laughs> first Star Wars movies, yeah, thinking outside the box. Um, Hudson from Aliens, Bill yeah. Paxton. Yeah, he's a very memorable character. Also, at the small. end of our show every week, I will never change that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I fucking love that. <laughs> Fucking game over, man. (laughs) Uh, I said gold member, fat bastard, Austin Powers, mini me. Johnny Quid from Rock and Rolla. Yeah, Johnny Quid's a good one. I don't know if he so much stole the show, though. I mean, he wasn't in it as much as you actually think. What? He wasn't in that movie that much. I know, but his scenes were great. I mean, yeah, sure. But hey, they're your honorable mentions, man. You do what you gotta do. Hermione and Harry Potter. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's my list. Okay. What are we going to draft next week, good sir? I don't know. (laughs) Hey, if you like the show, uh, give us a... Give us a like on Instagram. Send us a message if you want us to review a certain movie. Hey, we didn't pick a movie that we have to review next week. Go ahead, it's your turn to pick. Uh, White Man Can't Jump. Okay. I, mean, I, I Maybe not, not that one. Um, That's cool, I, I'm fine with it. Alright, Predator. Surprise, that came from you. Predators. Um, Debbie Does Dallas. Have you even seen that movie? Debbie Does Dallas? Yeah. No, I haven't. I've seen One Night in China. <laughs> No, we'll do uh, White Man Can't Jump. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. It's basketball season. I'm kind of, I've been in a basketball mood. Basketball is lame. Yeah. <sighs> oh, so yeah, just uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Share this. Tell somebody. If you drive Uber, just put this on while you're driving Uber, people. What are we, dra- what are we drafting next week? 
top five most inspiring movies. Any yeah. movie that really spoke to you and had you feeling like you wanted to become a better person. <laughs> huh. Or a shitty person, but live your best life. <laughs> yeah, live your best life. I, all I can think of is all the Bill, the Bill Burr, all the white, white guilt movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, is there anything else? We'll watch White Man Can't Jump next week. Um, we've got another draft. Got anything else for the White people? Man Can't Jump. Inspiring movie. Why? Making a jump's an inspiring movie. It is. Except the dude, he never did dunk. He did at the end. No, I don't think he did. He did. Okay. I don't believe you. There was an epic slow motion moment where he got up and dunked it in the last game. I I haven't seen it in a long time. That's why we're watching it this week. Oh, and I just wanted to let you know that Titanic and Seven are off the list of movies that we can review. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about that. I was like... What was the rule? Thousand followers? Yeah, a thousand followers. We have to watch Titanic, and I have to watch Seven. I don't even know where we're at anymore. I don't. I, we're, I'm just doing this. We're doing this. We basically could be in a padded white cell, <laughs> doing this to nobody. <laughs> I wouldn't know the difference. Oh, local homes. All right, I'll go eat some more cookie dough. All right, thank you for listening. We'll see you again next week. Peace. Bye. Well, that's great. That's fucking great, man. Now what the fuck are we supposed to do?